0: Welcome back to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine.
1: Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs along with Shane Mason, and we are two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. And just a note in what has become a holiday tradition, registered nurses are once again viewed as the most trusted profession in the U.S. Woohoo! Congratulations to our profession. Well deserved.
0: Yeah, I tell that to the three that broke my heart. So in a moment, we're going to talk with Aaron Carrera. Aaron and a small delegation of nurses representing National Nurses United attended the United Nations Climate Change Summit 20th yearly conference in Lima, Peru.
1: 20 years, wow.
0: Yeah, the nurses' delegation shared the human health perspective of global climate change, something they feel strongly has been missing in past conferences and conversation.
1: Aaron wrote blog entries while she was in Peru and said this, People often ask me what a nurse is doing advocating for climate justice, and I tell them this. The World Health Organization's latest study concludes that one in eight deaths globally are now attributable to air pollution. Human health is absolutely dependent on healthy air, water, and food supply. The current system is not sustainable in terms of human health.
0: And here to talk about this important summit and about her personal experience is RN Erin Carrera. Erin, thanks for being with us and welcome to Nurse Talk. I understand you've been a nurse for 25 years and you now work at UC San Francisco, is that correct? That's
2: correct. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks, I appreciate it. So how did you get into nursing and now activism?
2: Well, nursing and activism aren't much of a stretch from each other. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I think it's just in my nature to take care of people and to speak up for those who have the least voice in society. So it's been a long time since I got into nursing. I can't tell you exactly how I got into it way back when, but, but the transition into activism has been fairly natural. I think that we all advocate for our patients at the bedside, and, and taking that a step further into advocating for public health in general isn't, isn't much of a leap.
1: I would agree. So talk about the forums you presented on, uh, fracking and energy democracy.
2: In Lima... I was um, asked to present at a couple of forums at the People's Climate Summit, which is running concurrently with the COP uh, formal presentations that are going on with the government negotiations. So I presented, uh, there's a lot of interest in fracking right now, uh, and, and everybody's looking to the U.S. As, as far as what's going on with fracking, because basically what's going on here in the United States is a giant experiment in human health that's never been carried out anywhere in the world. I presented on the health impacts of fracking, which are yet still unknown, because as you guys know, research on, on health impacts takes time. Mm-hmm. But the, the energy industry is moving quite quickly on their fracking agenda, and essentially they're pumping thousands of chemicals deep into the earth and that have never been tested. These chemicals are in our water supply. They're in our soil, ending up in our food supply. And they're not even required to disclose what exact ingredients they're using. So as you know, any common household product that you would buy and bring into your home is required to print right on the label what's inside of it. But the fracking industry has a loophole, and they're not mm-hmm. required to disclose to the public at all what exactly they're pumping into the earth. Mhm. So the health studies are just starting to catch up with this and they're looking at, you know, what health outcomes are happening near fracking wells and and it's it's staggering what's coming out.
0: And so this was the 20th year of the summit and uh and it's called the United Nations Climate Change Summit 20th Yearly Conference of the Parties COP20. What does COP20 mean?
2: Well, COP just stands for Conference of the Parties, like you said. So these are just the parties from um countries all over the world. There's 196 parties that are um, participating in this treaty that's called the, um, the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. The goal essentially is to create a legally binding agreement for all countries to reduce greenhouse gas emissions or to prevent global warming, or at least that used to be the conversation. Unfortunately, now the conversation is shifting to how to reduce how much of the climate crisis we're going to have to weather because it's been agreed upon by scientists across the world as well as even the governments that are participating in these conferences that if we allow global warming to go up more than 2 degrees Celsius from pre-industrial levels, we're going to be facing not just climate crisis, but climate catastrophe.
1: So, Aaron, can you speak to, is fracking, I know that the focus has been the United States, is fracking occurring across the globe?
2: Fracking is beginning to occur across the globe, but the U.S. is the leader in fracking right gotcha. now. And we're producing more, quote, natural gas than anywhere else from these fracking.
1: Yes, from the, from the mess that, that's happening with that. Can you talk a little bit about the indigenous people that you encountered and how it's affecting them?
2: We encountered a lot of indigenous groups. And it was really an honor to hear directly from them and their concerns. And while their issues aren't fracking so much yet, they're all very related. Um, For instance, I blogged about a group we met from um, a village called Espinar, which is in the Cusco region of Peru. It's over 11,000 feet up in the Andes, Mm. where their livelihood depends on growing um, high-altitude crops, which are quinoa and potatoes barley, and they're fighting against the mining industries. So they have a huge uh, mining company in their little village from um, a Swiss mining company that's mining for copper, and they're finding that all of their water and soil is contaminated with heavy metals. Hmm. So the people have come out and are, you know, in an uprising against this industry and demanding better environmental protections, that the company invest in the community, and that there be independent oversight. Not huge demands, but when they came out in force in 2012 to protest against the expansion of the mines, the government actually declared a state of emergency and allowed the police to come in and protect the private interests. There was a couple of deaths, unfortunately. Many people were injured and multiple arrests, one of which was the village's mayor, which is who we met in Lima. So he was there with people of his village to fight against the mining practices, which have very similar effects to fracking. They're contaminating the food and the water and the livelihoods of their people.
0: So what are the overall goals of the COP20?
2: So the COP20 is sort of a preliminary conference leading up to the COP21, which is going to be in Paris, France at the end of 2015. So all eyes are on France in 2015, which is when we're hopeful that the leaders of the world will come together and put put an actual le- legally binding treaty together. So basically, what they were working on at the COP20 was sort of a Mad Lib, if you will, a fill in the blank treaty to facilitate an agreement next year. It's sort of a stepping stone. Mm-hmm.
1: So what's next for the nurses and the UN Global Climate Change Leadership?
2: Well, this is a critical time. I think that getting a global agreement in 2015 is critical if we're going to stop the global warming. Nurses have something really unique to bring to the table. When we come and talk about health impacts, people stop and listen. And where you know that we're the most trusted profession in the US, I think that stands globally. We had the respect and the ears of all of the people there at the the conference. And so I think our job in the next year is to educate, educate, educate all of our members about how connected the climate crisis is with human health. I mean, really, the climate crisis, it's a human health crisis. And the more we can educate our members to bring that to every community forum that they're at, and we, we need activists. If every nurse was to come and help us speak out about, the climate crisis, we would have a real movement going towards the next convention in France.
0: And so what would you recommend just your average citizen do to uh, help you and advocate for themselves, really, for global climate change?
2: That's a great question. I mean, there's so many ways to get involved, and I think you have to start in your own communities. There's a lot of work being done around energy democracy, and basically communities are coming together and putting up wind farms and solar and taking over their own energy. But it can be as simple as joining on the waterboard of your community, the utilities that are going on in your municipality, and looking at how,
1: how is that being distributed. That's so true. So Erin, we must fight for clean energy the same way we fight for health care for all. What do you think that looks like?
2: Clean energy is really parallel to health. There is no possibility of having public health without having clean energy at this point. The fossil fuel industry is killing us. They're not only killing the planet, they're killing us individually. So I think you've seen how the nurses can come together to fight for single-payer health care, to fight for Ebola protections to fight for safe staffing, that same sort of fight for clean energy and, and a democratically controlled energy that's out of the private hands. That's how it looks.
1: And that would be a wonderful thing. And I just can't say enough to the people out there. This does affect all of us. And we all have to play a part in having our voices heard. And so you can talk to your congressmen and your senators in each of your states and your next door neighbor, and let everybody know that this is our job. We can't wait for other people to do it. As Erin says, it's it's a really important fight that we all have to be part of.
0: So we've been talking with RN Erin Carrera, about the United Nations Climate Change Summit she and the National Nurses United delegation recently
1: attended. Thank you so much, Erin, for your 25 years of nursing, but most of all for your years of being an advocate for the people of the world. We really appreciate it.
2: You're very welcome. Thanks for talking with me.
1: That's great. For more information on this topic, visit nnu.org or nursetalksite.com.